should be the same family. This episode of Wild Dogs is brought to you by Swag Dog, the new breed in apparel. Make sure to check them out at warcraft.swagdog.com to check out their t-shirts and personalized hats. It's very cool. They actually embroider everything into the hats. They don't just print on it. I've ordered my own and I'm looking forward to getting them. Again, check them out at either swagdog.com for their main site or for specifically Warcraft stuff. Go to warcraft.swagdog.com. Hello and welcome to Wild Dogs. This is Ghost Dog coming to you on Monday, the 30th of March. Been an interesting week, and one of the most interesting things I've discovered is if you want to make a warlock cry, call him a crybaby. Oh yeah, Jaina and Empress of Shame, I'm looking at you. I, I made a joke on Twitter in terms of warlocks being the the biggest crybaby babies or something along that lines, and I certainly got some replies back. It's funny because actually my very first tune in open beta was a uh, no more luck. And it is still one of my favorite classes. I don't play it as much now. However, it is a class that I, I've always enjoyed playing a lot. Um, on one of the PvP realms that I used to play on, I used to play a lot quite a bit, actually. And I leveled her from level 5 or whatever. Or actually, it would have been a little higher than that because she was in Westfall. So maybe 10 or so. Um, all the way to 40. I believe, using only the Westfall cooking knife that you get as a quest reward. And it wasn't enchanted. I might have mentioned that on a previous podcast, but it bears repeating just because it proves my point that warlocks are just so much goddamn fun. <laughs> it doesn't really matter your gear. You can just own faces. And um, it was something it, it was something that you really noticed on a PvP realm as well, simply because I, like on all of my tunes, go out looking for trouble. Um, and there's no, it's not about honor and bullshit. And I go looking for trouble. If there's, if you're, the, the, the expression of if you're red, you're dead has never been truer in my opinion. Um, and it's just one of those things that it's fun. And I've been ganked to high hell and back on PvP realms. And I can dish it out. I can take it as well as I can dish it out. I'd never get upset at someone for ganking me or whatever. It's more of a, you got me. Good for you. And if it was a good kill, regardless of if, if it was clean, air quotes, or not, um, I, I still applaud whoever can take my characters down. And some of them, it's quite easy to take them down. But that little... Lock was just phenomenal. She was a little gnome lock as well. And she would, she'd chain fear multiple horde at the same time. She was a little alliance, obviously. Um, and she was just a blast to play. Now, granted, the locks have changed quite a bit over time. Um, and as you progress to later on, it's far different than those early levels as well. Same as with any class. I mean, um, that being said, if you talk to Terry that I do the podcast with occasionally as well, he absolutely detests playing his, his lock right now. His lock is level 80, but he absolutely abhors playing it. Um, he's got his own reasons. A lot of it has to do with the spec as well in the, in the complexity of playing certain specs. Terry doesn't like it difficult he likes it very simple and uh, and he finds that he doesn't quite like the lock like he used to enjoy it um i've actually been thinking a lot more again that i would love to start playing a lock somewhere again um however i'm trying really hard to stick with my three main tunes and not to branch out too far from that because i know that that's my 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 crutch is going and making alts all over the goddamn place i'd love to make an alt as well on um stomp and afrot's server they they do the, the roar cast and i would love to play with them but i know that it's just going to be one of those things again where i'm there's another alt that i'm neglecting or not playing enough or vice versa i'll play that one too much and not my own as well I did consider it more, especially with the Death Knights being out right now. Um, if you have multiple accounts, it is so simple now to make 
characters on other realms not just because you get that free death knight wherever you go but also because you can make yourself a baby tune as well as a death knight run that death knight through the starting quest and you've got yourself 50 gold or so that you can then hand off to your baby tune so there's your mount there's whatever you need in terms of cash and your set excuse me and then on top of that if you decide to actually keep the uh, the death knight you can get your professions leveled up especially if you're doing gathering professions and if you put the talent points specifically into the unholy tree so that you get the um the uh, on a pale horse so that the death knight is even faster it makes it much faster to be able to get your gathering professions up so there you have yourself a money-making gatherer and then you can level up your small tune if it doesn't happen to be a death knight that you want to play um and basically have endless amount of money um so i and again this works better if you have two um, accounts of course you can do it if you only have the one but it works better if you have the two because then what you can do as well is as the character needs to go through instances to gather gear um, or experience you can easily dual box the two and your death knight can take your baby tune through quite a few instances because your death knight is going to be easily 58 if not higher if you decide to play the death knight a little bit and again gauging by how fast it is to level a death knight especially now there there's talk that there may be some some more nerfs coming eventually but i mean especially now it's a joke to level that death knight so it'd be easy to to do a box and drag your baby tune through wherever the fuck you want and get yourself all the blues that you want for different things and as well to get that the experience from completing the quest you're not going to get as much experience from the kills and whatnot but again if you're looking at it in terms of how many kills you're getting and in in how little time uh, versus how long it would take you to do it solo with your baby tune um you're still probably further ahead i'm actually going to test it out just to just to see, not to fool around too much, uh, but just to, to see how true that theory is. I'd like to, again, make a little, uh, probably make a little lock just for fun and um, a little Death Knight and just take her through, probably take her through um, like uh, as far as um, Wailing Caverns and then get the, the Death Knight to pull her through dual boxing it to see just how much experience can be gained and how fast so basically that's it for there um speaking again of the the death knight and the leveling um the 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 thing that i'm doing right now the 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 spec that i have for for my death knight with the blended blood and um, unholy has generated some some interest from some people who'd like to know a little bit more about the uh the, the the talent spec that i'm working towards i'll post that in the show notes you can go to wowdogs.com and i'll have it in the the show notes for this however i've also got an email asking me about the um the spec that i'm going to be using for tanking now the the email came from someone who is already uh, a level 80 so i'm going to say it flat out right now my character is not yet 80 my my death knight you know more about the class than i do at the time right now <laughs> that's not to say that i'll know more when i get there but as it stands right now you definitely know more about the class right now and about how certain um talents affect um tanking per se or even just being a dps in a group um it was uh, tracy who was asking about the, uh, the build that I'm planning on using um, because she is playing as a full blood spec right now. Now, I, I will say that when I plan to go to 80, I'm going to try several different tanking specific builds. However, I do like the unholy and blood combination. However, what I would be doing is instead of putting the points that I have been putting into self heals, I would be putting those more into... Um, talent points that are giving me more critical damage or more aoe um, threat and things like that save the healing for the healer in the group because you don't need to worry about it as much there's um you don't want to forsake aggro um 
for self-heal. So yeah, sure, it makes the healer's job a lot easier if you are healing yourself as well. However, it's not easier for the healer if you can't hold aggro as well and your DPS is taking damage. So that's something that uh, is the main problem with the blood tanking tree is that there, there are, certainly there's a lot of damage talents there, but there's also, of course, all of the healing ones. So you want to try to stay away from most of those so that you are getting the the most damage that you can and to help you out as well with your your blood runes and whatnot so in terms of the um, i'll post this as well in the show notes and again this is just what i am going to be testing out that's not to say that it's going to be the best build your best bet is to research what the best tanking builds are right now um, keeping in mind of course too that with 3.1 that's all out the window. So many things are changing with 3.1 that it's going to be a whole new ball game where you're going to need to be testing out different um, specs and different talents again to see how it's going to affect tanking per se. Because in terms of the the blood tree for myself, I was planning on um, going as far as hysteria uh, with points in bloody vengeance and with uh, abominations might, um, and then I was going to be going as far as um, the anti magic zone in the unholy tree taking also desecration um again i'll post this all on the in the the show notes and i'll also post it on twitter and i am very open to hearing what anybody has to say about it i'm interested to see um what other people are using if everybody is using the same kind of cookie cutter builds or if anybody is going out and trying very different things to see because it's quite obvious right now that the the death knight is a very powerful class and it is a class that's going to be tanking well as long as you're well geared and you can hold aggro um i'm finding the more that i'm running with death knights in um pugs that uh more often than not whether whether people are just finally learning more the class and are doing a better job or if it's just that I've been lucky. I'm finding that the Death Knights that I've been running with have actually been superb. They've been very, very good. Um, again, I know for a fact that some of the talent points that I'm looking at putting in may not be ones that people are going to be choosing. Um, like case in point, the improved uh, death grip that I want to be um, getting on um, in the Unholy Tree. M- my opinion on that is that I want to be able to um, to death grip anybody that I do lose aggro on. Now, I know that some people prefer to use the glyph, but that's not going to help me as much. I, I, I Basically, I want to be able to use a death grip whenever the fuck I want. So it's that simple. Now, I know that's not going to happen, of course, but I know that the more options I, I put into that, the better it will be. Um, the talent, of course, is called Unholy Command, and it reduces the cooldown of your death grip ability by 10 seconds. And again, it's all about being able to hold aggro. Even while I'm playing with my son and he's on his Unholy Death Knight, I'm finding that if I'm losing aggro, um, which is very, very rare, but if I am losing aggro, I just death grip whatever he's got targeted if in if there's a chance that it's, it's not something that's... Uh, that he's not targeting my target, we'll cut him some slack. He's twelve, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just death grip him over, and so and I found that as well for when we are AOE grinding the fuck out of Zangermarsh as it stands now. Um, it's very nice because we're just inviting everybody to the party. It's just a death grip all over the goddamn place. I don't care who you are. You're coming into my zone, and then we're taking you down. A lot of the instances right now are geared towards that mentality of just go in and AOE everything. So being able to just death grip whatever mob you want in to start or to continue whatever damage you're doing is not, in my opinion, a bad thing. So that's what I'm going to be working towards. Pardon me while I have a sip of beer. Amuse yourselves. You have a minute. So anyway, so that's uh, what I've been working on with the... uh, the Death Knight leveling whatnot. I've been leveling the Druid a little bit more. And again, I'm finding it very painful. So I'm not doing it too much. Um, I'm, I'm just, for the first time, not enjoying leveling the Druid at all. So I'm really not doing it too much. She hasn't even dinged 73 yet. Um, I know that once I get her to 80 and I can start healing heroics and, and whatnot... I'll have a blast on her. Um, I will dual spec her 
as an off tank as well, simply for necessity to be able to help out with whatever instances I'm running. However, not because I actually will be doing much in terms of grinding out anything with her. I've got no interest of of continuing any quest lines once she hits 80 or any of that stuff. Basically, she's just going to be for healing instances, which is fantastic. I cannot wait. If I could pay someone to level her to 80 for me, I'm not talking some eight-year-old in China or anything, not the cast stereotypes. I'm talking like if I could, if my kid would do it, I would pay him. <laughs> but whenever he's playing, he'd, of course, rather play his Death Knight, and I don't blame him. But, uh, yeah, no, I just want her at 80 so that I can start healing again. But uh, but I will get some of my healing fix from uh, from my my sorry my uh, my shaman once we uh, we get duels back. So it, that's the other thing with everybody too. If you are haven't yet started working on your offset, now is the time. Like two fucking weeks ago was the time. Now is the crunch time. Don't waste all of your emblems anymore on frozen orbs or shit like that. Save those emblems for your offset so that at least you're going in with something. Um, I've been trying to do that, and my my resto set is building up. Um, however, it's going to be embarrassing as shit the, the first couple of rounds. But hopefully, I'll I'll pick up some more resto gear fairly fast for him. But yeah, no, that's what you want to be doing as it stands now. Um, right, in other news, right now, the um, I talked about the. Uh, the accounts through Battle.net that they were uh, merging accounts for the, the the login and whatnot. And if you haven't done it, I suggest wait. If you haven't heard about that, so many people are having problems right now with logging in because of this. Uh, some people are saying that if you keep trying, eventually you get in. Um, however, some are saying too that once you're in, you can't even switch realms without being booted out again. Um, some people may think, well, it's not a big deal. I'll try a couple of times once I'm in. There you go. Who cares? Yeah, but there's been people talking about being disconnected while they're doing an instance run and then they can't get back in again. So, and really, let's be honest, getting booted out, it happens far too often. So you don't really want to be dealing with that shit. So you may want to, excuse me, you may want to hold off on that for the time being until they, they iron out all of their uh, their kinks. Um, Ghostcrawler came out to talk about... Um, the arenas right now and how there are 65% fewer players in it. Uh, it's kind of interesting just to hear some of what he has to say. I'm, I'm, I got to tell you, he, and I'm, and, and I'm sure most people agree. He is the best thing to happen to Blizzard's face that the, the, the voice that people associate with him because they are the ones that discuss matters with him specifically on the forums and whatnot. And he is just fantastic. And he doesn't show any signs of like burning out like so many of the other ones did before him, but he's great and he's very honest and I like that. But he's talking about arenas and he's saying too that they suspect some of the reasons why there are so few players right now is because people are going where the loot is. And I completely agree. Like, I mean, if you're looking right now at how easy it is to gear yourself up running heroics and uh, and just regular instance runs and knacks, um, it's so easy to pug right now as well compared to before. And yes, there are a lot of bad pug groups. There still are quite a few good ones. And I've been fortunate enough to find quite a few of them. But yeah, no, it's it's one of those things where the... the it, it's not worth it in a lot of cases. I mean, yeah, I'd love to get that goddamn flying Drake, but there's no chance in hell that I would ever score that high that I'd have a chance at that. So I'd be basically running arenas just for gear. The other thing, too, is that the they're always talking about how they want to be able to balance PvE and PvP per, per, per class. Um, and I, I've been one of the ones to say quite often that's simply not possible. You're not going to be able to attain that kind of balance. And it's true. It never happens. Well, right now, it doesn't. Right now, it's a death knight frenzy is all it is. And if you're not in a group with a death knight, you're going to find it much more difficult to get to a higher level. Sure, there's some groups with um, with hunters and, and warlocks that are doing very well. However, the majority of the ones are, of course, have a death knight and a paladin kind of thing. So it's, it's really discouraging to go into something knowing that if you don't have that class with you, unless you're playing it, um, you're fucked. 
It's basically you may as well drop your pants, bend over, touch your toes, and hope that they have a small dick, which most of these guys do. Um, the other thing, too, is that um, Ghostcrawler was saying that... Um, it's uh here i'll quote him i hope it's obvious we would never have gone for that new system if we did not think it would offer enormous improvements over the old ones arenas have changed quite a bit um they're moving they're changing the the arena the the rating systems um again starting in uh season six there's a lot of things about arenas that are changing quite a bit and so it's it's not as it's not as fun. That's the thing. Like when I did it on my Druid, I didn't do arenas too much on my Shaman. I did it some, um, but it was mainly on my Druid. And I had a lot of fun. It, it's a wild rush. It, it's a lot of fun. But again, that was before the Death Knights. And in my opinion, it, I can point to the one thing that I think is screwing up arenas right now. And it's Death Knights. It's that simple. In my opinion. Now, is that the most informed decision opinion? No, probably not. However, having done some now and having done them before and knowing and, and looking at different reasons why. Again, the, yes, the being able to get equivalent or better gear um, just doing PvE content is certainly one of them. And it, because of how easy it is. But it's just everybody that I've been speaking to agrees. It's just no fun going into arenas right now unless you're a death knight and even then i've i've spoken to people on the other side who are playing as death knights and they're saying it's no fun now because there's no challenge and they're not being egotistical about it they're just point blank saying it's that easy if you're a death knight right now so it's just it's no fun so um, they are obviously working on tweaking different things. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with season six. Uh, that's the other thing too. Season five is going to be ending very soon. And so if you have any points because you've been in doing some arenas, spend them now because they're going to be gone come season six, which is going to be coming in 3.1. Um, there's going to be a, an upgrade to um, winter grasp items at the same time too. So you'll be able to buy some different items for that. In terms of some new 3.1 patch notes updates, um, some of this old, some of this new. I'm going to try to just go through mostly the the new stuff. They mentioned, of course, again the the all the ground mounts are going to be able to swim, though they don't mention speed. Uh, flying mounts will dismount you, though. Something to keep in mind. Um, Noble gardens turn into a week long affair. We already know that the new meta achievement Noble Garden requires. Uh, is required for the year-long achievement for uh, what a long, strange trip it's been. So, if you're working towards that uh, that that flying mount, you're gonna need to be spending your time doing the, the quest for Noble Garden. Um, the meta achievement's gonna be called Noble Gardener. Yay! Um, one of the new things too is you're no longer going to need a lexicon of power to apply glyph, which is nice. Um, Although there's like a metric fuck ton of glyph changes coming in 3.1. I'm not even going to go into them. I swear to God, it's just a, it's, it's just this goddamn list. It's, there's so many of them. Like if you're planning on buying a glyph for whatever reason, hold off, just hold off or make sure to check. Um, in my opinion, I wouldn't buy a glyph based on what you think it's going to be based on what they're saying, because things are still changing. So keep that in mind. In my opinion, wait, pick it up when you really need it. I mean, if you're making them yourself and you got the mats, who gives a rat's ass? But if you are uh, having to fork over some 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 coin or, you know, be somebody's bitch in the, the trams just so that you can get some glyphs like I have to do with Terry, it's worth waiting because you don't want to do that twice. It'll scar you once. That's all you need to do. Um, in terms of races, uh, some changes coming to the um, orc racial command wherein it's going to work properly now with shaman pets as well as death knight pets which is fantastic. That is really cool because that's one of the things, certain racial benefits, I mean, yeah, they're very nice, but it's not necessarily mandatory. It's not going to be that huge a change. Um, however, some of them, like this here, where it affects your pet and where, like taking a look at the, the Death Knight pets, you want it to have as much bonus as possible um, to keep it alive. Same thing with the, the Shamans, where it'll help out with, say, your, your Spirit Wolves. That is very cool. That would be a clincher for me if I'm choosing a race for a Death Knight. I'm choosing, if I'm choosing Horde, 
I'm going to choose an orc um, because it, if I'm planning on going, say, unholy, because it is something that's going to be that make a big difference in terms of that pet. Um, in terms of class changes, um, what are we looking at here? All, all classes receive a 25% bonus uh, benefit from armor penetration ratings. Very cool. Um, the big one that I found, though, was that it's going to take significantly less. I see that word scares me. Significantly less damage to break fear, psychic scream, hex, intimidating shout, and turn evil. Basically, Ghostcrawler talks about this as well, and he talks about how it is a. Um, if it were not for the facts that that dots do so much damage, um, this wouldn't be a concern. But because of how much damage those dots do it is something that they have to look at because it changes the mechanics in terms of again the pvp wherein you have a class you have classes that can do nothing um against these these uh, these effects whereas other effects from other classes can be either mitigated or you have a chance to again in his words where this player does this you do this in return to like a game of chess kind of thing whereas with this here it's basically you get fucked because you can't stop moving you're feared or whatever and then you're just dotted to high hell that's been again hell i used to do like i said on my warlock where i could chain fear two hordes at the same time keep them dotted up and it was a thing of beauty but is it fair no no i shouldn't be able to beat Two class, two two other classes that are higher than me, with a Westfall knife. <laughs> that's not right. So this is something that's going to piss off a lot of people who rely on those those effects to make up for other things that may be lacking. But it's one of those things where it's they've been nerfing fear periodically. I it was it was coming. Let's be honest. The Shaman's Fire Elemental and Spirit Wolves, as well as the Mage's Water Elementals and Druid's Treants, have gained avoidance from AoE damage, similar to what Locks and Hunter Pets already have. Very cool, of course. This is very nice to see that uh, it's gonna, they're gonna, the pets are going to be treated the same. Um, it will make a difference. I'm finding that, depending on which instance I'm in, when I'm using either my uh, Fire Elemental or my Spirit Wolves, they disappear damn fast. If there's a lot of AOE going on there, they're gone. So it's going to be nice to to be able to use that spell. Again, you're looking at, say, the Spirit Wolves, which is your top-end spell for enhancement, and you're not able to use it as effectively as, say, the top-end spell for some other classes, their talent trees, um, where there's no chance of it failing or being taken wiped out so so quickly so it will be nice um some tanking information the uh for for taunts i'll read it off verbatim all players or pet generated taunts now have a shared diminished category in addition taunt type effects from pets and from classes other than death knight druid paladin or warrior have been set such that bosses can be made immune to them while still affected by death knight druid paladin and warrior taunts so there's no denying who your tank is going to be and it makes me wonder how much of this has to do with the different things where the void walkers have tanked high-end bosses as well as um, different hunter pets as well so now it's like no no these guys are your tanks case closed I'm a little surprised to see druids in there, seeing as they've been completely nerfed to high hell every time they try to tank effectively. Yet another sip of the beer. Hold on. Just to touch on the Death Knights again, we've talked about them quite a bit, so I'm just going to touch on one of the ones that I, a couple of the ones that I, that I, that disappoint me again, talking about top end spells. I, on a couple of druids, or sorry, death knights, have gone blood right to the end to the dancing ruin weapon. However, it really, it goes, it recently it was a little stronger. However, it doesn't compare to some of the other top tier talents. Um, and now it's getting nerfed as well, where the damage and duration is going to be down by 50%. But the cooldown is reduced to 90 seconds, which 
who gives a fuck? All that means is that you'll be able to cast it more, but not that it's going to do enough damage or last long enough. So to, to me, that's yet another reason not to go down to the bottom of that talent tree. Um, the the amount of healing that's going to be hold on uh, from death strike the amount of healing per damage done that's going to be reduced by twenty as well. Um, the anti magic shell on holy tree is uh, the damage the amount of damage this ability can absorb is now limited to fifty percent of the death knight's health as well. Uh, what else we got for them? Well, that's about all we're going to cover for death knights. Um, the big news for druids. Of course, is that their swipe is now 360 degree area of effect spell. Um, the bear form and die bear form version of this ability no longer has targeted requirement and hits targets behind the druid and to the sides. So it's a 360. The downside to that, of course, is that you have very little control. Whereas swipe right now for tanking is, you know, I'm swiping here. I'm going to hit you and your two fuck buddies here. Okay. Or whatever. You're going to hit in that area. If someone's behind you, you got to dance around to be able to position who you want where. That's one of the things that I like about tanking with the Druid is that it requires more thought. Not that I've tanked high end with the other ones, but I'm just saying it requires quite a bit of thought, different trains of thought. Let's put it that way. Um, in terms of how you're going to tank instances uh, or situations, I should say, and how you're going to use crowd control effectively and whatnot. Whereas now it's going in with, again, everything else wherein you're just going in and you're blasting the shit out of everything. Druid's going to go in and just going to AOE swipe. 360 degrees around them, which just makes no goddamn sense either. Like, what are you hitting them with your hind legs? I mean, it's nice when there is a little bit of, okay, this makes sense. You know, like, no, you can't be turning into a bear, but at least when you're swiping, yeah, it makes sense. You'd swipe in front. Like, what the fuck? He's scratching his ass and he missed and he's hitting people behind him. It doesn't make sense. It's not right. But anyways, the downside to this as well is, you buddy behind you is getting a nice shot at that ass because you're not going to be dodging that like you would your frontal attacks so enjoy the ride buddy um it it will of course make it a lot easier to hold aggro because you're basically going to be swiping everybody around you so you're going to you're going to be able to hold on to to uh, a lot more of the 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 aggro from multiple mobs around you so there is that still i don't know it's it's i i like to swipe the way it was before excuse me so i'm i'm iffy about this granted again i'm gonna be doing mainly healing with mine so i'm not as concerned um hunters the last word on ammunition is of course that they, they had said that you would not have to worry about it that you would not need to purchase ammunition and that you'd gain that slot back well that was a load of bullshit all ammunition all types of gun and bow ammunition now stack to 1000 so that you are not going to be having to use as many slots to carry as much as you want um all quiver and ammo pouches no longer provide haste that's one of the things that they were saying well what about that how are they going to do that well 15 percent range haste is now built into the hunter's eight auto shot so there you go so basically you're going to be able to put your arrows wherever you want whatever bag it's not like you're going to get a bonus from a quiver or an ammo bag anymore and because you're going to be able to stack up to 1000 you're not using as many slots Hence the theory that whatever bag you're using, you're still going to have space left over for whatever shit you want to put in your bag, pretty dresses or whatever. The new uh, called stable pet is interesting too. Um, new ability lets the hunter remotely access the stable with a 30 minute cooldown. Now that is going to be very cool, especially with the dual spec, how it's going to affect your pets in terms of um, because of the, uh, the beast mastery. So if you've got yourself a spirit beast, but you want to respect for an encounter in an instance and you're going to go either survival or marksmanship and you lose your pet, you can call your other pet to come over um depending on how that's going to be handled if they're just gonna when you change spec um like using the dual spec if they're just going to give you another pet or allow you to choose another pet that's not a spirit beast uh i, I don't know yet how they're going to handle that but it is interesting to know that hunters will have the ability at least to call back the spirit beast say if they need to or call another 
pet should they need to if they are switching specs specs part with you an instance or something like that um with shamans the uh, storm strike is getting some changes where it's the charges are now increased to two and then the cooldown is reduced by two two seconds and you have uh, for improved storm strike you have a 50 to 100 percent chance to grant you 20 percent of your base mana again with how much an enhancement shaman now is dealing spell damage you do need that mana it, the mana does not need to be full no because you have different abilities that allow you to get more mana however it does nice these little things will help with with uh, bringing that mana up for uh, for pvp uh, in the enhancement uh, talent tree you got frozen power is the new one which is going to increase the damage done by your uh, lightning bolt your um your uh what else your shock spells your chain heals different things um by or no not your chain heals hold on one second here i'm gonna find that sucker anyways it increases um i'm gonna just read the goddamn thing off i will find it and read it i may have to pause because i can't find it well fine it wasn't that important i'm gonna read it off from here uh the damage done by the those by is increased by five and ten percent on targets afflicted with frost band attack effect and your frost shock has a 50 to 100 percent chance to root the target nice for five seconds when used on targets at or further than 15 yards from you see that the problem with that is of course that you're rarely that far away from a mob as an enhancement shaman so this is specifically for your um your pvp arena build wherein you're bouncing all over the place and trying to stay away from mobs and once your maelstrom weapon is up you bounce the hell away from them and shoot a lightning bolt or, or chain lightning at them so that you can snare them basically that's it because in terms of an actual instance run i will i personally i can't see myself using this so it's all for for pvp so yeah for you guys um for warlocks um the the void walkers taking a hit the health bonus is down from 60 percent to 10 percent and then you've got a uh, new talent nemesis which is going to reduce the cooldown of your demonic empowerment your metaphor morphosis your soul stone and your fell dominance uh spells by 10 20 and 30 percent i've been reading a little bit more about different builds right now for warlocks um the effect of the effectiveness of them and whatnot i, I was reading one at wow Insider recently where they were talking about a metamorphosis build which to me sounded like a lot of fun to play and that's the thing with the warlock they have so many different things that make them fun to play no you may not necessarily be at the top of the damage meters however you you'll have fun playing you can still have a lot of utility um a change like this will make it so that you can use the spell more often thus than increasing your damage and putting you higher on that list so it is something that should i ever return to playing a warlock it's it's a build that i definitely would consider more now than i did before for uh, trade skills 3.1 changes we've got uh, some nice engineering bonuses and i mean nice it's not a huge deal but for people who are collecting pets because of the achievement right now they're making it easier for engineers to be able to make both the pet bombling and a little smoky um the schematics are going to be available to you regardless if you chose goblin or, or gnomish and they're going to drop in uh, nomoregan uh, the pet bombling's going to be a 100 drop off of uh, thermoplug which is the last boss and little smoky drops off of arcane nullifiers and only arcane nullifiers so really it's not going to be hard for anybody who's high enough level like a, a lot of people bitch and whine and complain about no Reagan. i personally always enjoyed it i know it's difficult i know that there are things about it that are quirky and that make it more challenging especially if you're in there with people who don't know what they're doing but i always still enjoyed it it's fun and going back in now is at level 80 is a complete and utter joke i mean you can rip through everything in no time flat so engineers won't have a problem getting this um cooking is taking is getting some huge changes there's going to be like you're not going to need any spices or apples or whatever's for for recipes for the most part they've dumbed it down so much same as they have with fishing too wherein you're going to be able to fish anywhere and potentially get a a point regardless of where you're fishing so you're going to see a lot more people fishing in zones where they're not going to have to worry about being attacked if you're on a pvp realm um and so you're going to see again a lot more people in major cities just 
sitting around fishing now to get their points up. Um, and they're making it so that it's going to be a lot faster as well for fishing and stuff like that. Both uh, cooking and fishing, you no longer need to, to, to read books to in order to learn anything different. In Blizzard's own words, they say, the trainers have finally done their reading and are able to teach you the same. So, yeah, which is kind of nice. But again, it goes into the whole dumbing down Warcraft because of the masses, which I'm not going to bitch too much about that. I know that a lot of people quite enjoy um, quite enjoy the game being simpler. And I think there's a fine line. Granted, I think that fine line is um, is being crossed. I do think that they're making it far too too uh too simple but uh but anyways so there's yeah those changes uh there's some enchantment changes coming we're in there's going to be some new um staff uh, chance there's also going to be a lot greater increase of drop rates for recipes in pre lich king dungeons and rages raids so basically if you haven't done those go back do them and you will be able to get um, a lot of the things that you may, may be missing um, which are still necessary if you are helping out um, with enchants either on your alts or other people in, in your guild and whatnot um, so yeah those those are the main trade skill changes um, in terms of quests the uh, the word again again I like that. If you choose Alliance, there are certain perks. If you choose Horde, there are certain perks, and you're going to be better in Battlegrounds. Um, if you chose Alliance, you could get yourself a Westfall Chicken. Well, now the Horde are going to get one as well. If you, uh, You'll be able to get the Cluck Quest, and you'll be able to go to William Saldine, 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 whatever the fuck his name is, in Brill, and he sells the special chicken feed. So you're going to be able to do the cluck quest and get your own goddamn chicken instead of going to Westfall. Then there were still some horde who worked with some alliance to get the chicken. Um, anyways, it, which again showed you that it, it's possible and it's it's uh, it required some finesse. It's the same as the alliance characters who would get Ekiaki, who was from the horde only quest in the Barrens, and I did that as well. And I did it on a PvP realm. And back in the day when you didn't see a lot of hunters who had them, and it took a lot of. <laughs> Lots of emotes, but when I finally finished it off, it was just this fantastic feeling of having accomplished someone using very few words because you were using emotes. It was a lot of fun. Well, now you can just get him in Northrend, the the same skin, um, same as Humar the Pride Lord. You can just, instead of having to camp out forever to get him, you can just get him in Northrend in Shalazar Basin. So this is one of those things where I think that they're 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 making it far too generic and there's no not as many consequences to your choices or bonuses to your choice. Case in point as well, the other alliance only pet has been the Sprite Darter. Well it's you go into Feralas and you can complete a whole bunch of quests and you get this Sprite Darter. And it's one of those things that has been alliance only and i think that's cool i i've only done it on one of my tunes but i've got it um well now the horde are going to be able to get it as well too if you kill sprite darters which only horde players are going to be able to do there's a very rare chance that you'll get a drop and it'll be a sprite darter egg which there's your sprite darter so again just to try to make everybody equal they're dumbing it down in my opinion and that's too bad um Moving on to um, UI stuff, the um, if you've purchased items that require um, an alternate currency, you have two hours to return it for the full cost if you want. Now, this doesn't apply to stackable items and charged items, but say you pick up a, well, like I just did, a necklace for my shaman with attack power, I go into an instance and something better drops and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I just wasted how many of my emblems on this? I believe it was 25. Uh, you can go back as long as it's within two hours and cash it in. I kind of I like that because it also gives you some time to play with it to see whether or not it's what you were hoping or it has the effect that you want or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah. 
cool beans. Um, the the oh my fucking god drop of the week this week comes courtesy of War Raven. Now, War Raven is not a an NPC or a mob in the game. It's actually a player. And actually, War Raven is not the person who wrote this. It was a co-worker of War Raven who does not play WoW. This co-worker wrote up a story for the WoW contest. Or it's not a WoW, it's the Blizzard writing contest that they're holding right now. If you have not read this, you have to go and read it. I will post the link in the show notes. It's on the World of Warcraft forums, and it is a Scourge chat log between the Lich King, Keltha, uh, who we Keltha, Keltha's 4D, um, who else bounces in here? Um, Killzone Jaden. It, it is absolutely, oh, and Sylvanas goes into And a new Barak, Spider Pride. If you are starting to see People put a greater than eight, smaller than Spider Pride in their signatures now on forums or whatever blog posts. This is where it's coming from. This is just gold. I You have to go and read this and you will laugh your ass off. It's simply that good. Sadly, this person won't be able to enter it into the contest because it is uh, it doesn't meet the the word requirement. That being said, too, I don't think it's good enough to to win a, a fiction writing contest. But goddamn, it's funny, you guys. So go check it out, read it. It takes you a little while to get through it all, but it is well worth it. With that, we're gonna call it a wrap for this week. Um, wanted to bid a farewell and thank you to uh, Big Red Kitty. He actually posted on his forum a farewell and thank you. And we, I would certainly like to pass that right back to him. Um, he is leaving WoW. It is not said whether it will be permanently or temporarily. However, he, like many of us, has finally found the balance of wow and family and how sometimes there is no balance i know that when i first started playing over four years ago i was playing far too much and got told in not so many words that i was playing far too much and the wife was right of course you have to meet that happy balance of family and other interests as well and luckily I've found that so that I don't feel like wow interferes with my time with my family certainly doesn't interfere with my work if anything it kind of slows me down from doing some of the writing that I do but I'm all right with that so Big Red Kitty has certainly done a lot especially for the hunter community um, but just for wow as a whole and he's just this wonderful wealth of information and it is a little sad to see him go and lose that however it's completely understandable, and it is, again, something I want to thank him for everything that he's done for World of Warcraft. Again, that's it for tonight. I'd like to thank a couple of people, actually, for their um, iTunes reviews. I'd like to thank uh, Numagin, who said he saw me on Twitter and had to check it out. And I, he implies I told him to listen to the podcast. I suggested it wasn't an order check it out just so we're clear <laughs> and he does like it finds it short and sweet and that is what i try to do um i also got uh, we also got a four-star review from janix 77 who is uh who liked the podcast however is a little upset that he can't listen on his iphone streaming it from itunes now i actually was wondering what the hell you were talking about even in fact you're listening to this um I wasn't quite sure initially what you meant because I was reading the comment and, and it wasn't clear immediately what you meant in terms of the being able to stream it from uh, directly from iTunes. But I, I figured it out and I did check and, and you're right. For some reason, I'm not able to stream my podcast from from iTunes. Um, I don't do that myself because I don't want to use up all my bandwidth doing that however some people uh, don't have to worry about their bandwidth as much as we do up here in canada so it's completely understandable if you just want to stream it through um i checked to see whether or not it was a problem with with other podcasts uh even though you said that you it you do that with others um i checked it out and again i was checking out uh, the Roarcast, um, and uh, and sure enough you can you can stream it through so i don't know what the problem is but i will check into it so i'd 
Fear not, I'll look into it. That's not to say that I can fix it, because again, I don't know what the fuck the problem is. But I'll check it out and I'll see. In the meantime, though, what I would suggest you do is to um, bookmark the feed. Go over to wowdogs.com and bookmark the feed. And then you'll have always the newest one that you can easily um, stream right from there. So, And that actually helps with the stats as well. And the stats are important because it allows us to sometimes hold little contests and things like that. And we'll get back to that in a second. So for anybody else who checks out the uh, the podcast, make sure to subscribe in iTunes. Uh, please leave us some reviews. Let us know what you think about the show. Keep in mind, of course, too, that there's like a metric fuck ton of different countries in iTunes. So if you leave a comment and you're like from some island that has five people who live on it, but they happen to have iTunes and I don't get to you or I don't see you, it's because I'm not going through every single one i only happen to fall onto knowing games because i checked out australia for the fuck of it um so if you leave a comment on a, a country or where whatever that's not us or canada um by all means feel free to leave me a twitter let me know and i will definitely pimp out you your guild whatever the fuck you want no problems whatsoever but give me a heads up of where you are so i can find you because otherwise like i said metric fuck down the countries i may not see you right away Getting onto the Twitter, of course, if you have any uh, comments that you'd like to make or suggestions or whatever, you can send me a tweet at twitter.com slash wowdogs. Um, if you are on Twitter, Twitter follow wowdogs and I'll return the follow. I tend to do all my follows in batches, so I don't get back. To, if I don't get back to you right away, I'm not snubbing you. I just haven't gotten around to doing all my follows. Keeping in mind that I tend to follow pretty much everybody who follows me. I don't have a problem with that. However, if it's somebody who just spams bullshit or who does nothing but advertise um, shit that I'm not interested in, I may stop following you. It's nothing personal. It's just it takes up a lot of freaking time reading all that shit. And if it's useless, I don't need to be wasting my time. Um, also, you'll want to be following Wow Dogs um, because next week there's going to be a contest from... Swag Dog, uh, who sponsor, has been sponsoring the show the last couple of, uh, of weeks. So if you're not following Wow Dogs, please do so this week and be prepared so that you're ready to go as of next week. I'll announce next week what the contest is going to be, but it will be contacting me through Twitter. So make sure to do that. Uh, otherwise, you can also send in any comments, com, uh, questions, or rants to wowdogs at gmail.com. You can also send any audio submissions that you'd like. Just keep them short and clear. Basically, that's it for tonight. We will talk to you guys later. Take care. I'd like to thank Swag Dog for sponsoring this episode of Wow Dogs. Check them out. They are the new breed in apparel. Check them out at warcraft.swagdog.com. Specific, specifically, I'm not redoing this. Specifically for Warcraft-related items. Like I said before, I have ordered both a t-shirt and a hat from them. I'm going to be reviewing them once I get them. I was hoping I was going to get them in today, but hopefully... By next week, I'll be able to give you a rundown on what I think of the products before we do our contest. Ooh, contest. Everybody loves contests. So, hit them up at swagdog.com. Hello and welcome to Wild Dogs. This is Ghost Dog coming to you on Monday, the 30th of March, b Shaws. That's right. We're going to start from scratch. Hurry up. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. This episode of Sweat. <laughs> I should be really more prepared. It's embarrassing. Is what it is. No. What the fuck is with. Sister.